0: The following program is produced by Rosado Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station.
1: Now, Nevada
2: Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, pleased to be with you today on a very nice day in Nevada, having a good time talking with experts in the real estate business. More and more people are wondering if maybe this winter coming up might be a good time for investing in real estate when there's less people on the streets looking for those deals and new homes. We have the experts with us in the studio today to talk about that and more. Joining me is Michelle Hulbert. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Have you been a busy lady so far this fall in the real estate business?
3: I have indeed. It's always nice to get back in here and talk about what's happened over the Uh last couple of weeks. I miss being on the radio. (laughs) Lots to talk about in between our sessions.
2: It doesn't change slowly. It's fast. Every week is kind of new. Some of the new regulations that were in place for the benefit of borrowers from the the federal entities that run the mortgage business. So later in the show, I hope you're you're able to give us a little update on how that's going. I know that the fact that you're here is a first good sign. You got through it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't make an exit strategy. It's all (laughs) going to be good
2: also with us in the studio today is ricky elkins and she's a realtor at keller williams group one here in Northern Nevada. Welcome to show, Ricky.
0: Hi, Peter. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to today. This is great. Thanks.
2: It's awesome to have you here because, well, we had a nice person to person conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I thought you were strictly and always had been a realtor that focused on primary residence home buyers. But that's not the case, is it?
0: No, it's not actually. I've been doing commercial real estate for eight years mm-hmm. and just made the trans- transition to homes about two months ago. And I tell you, the the homes market is really moving very fast. I've already made several sales, so it's quite exciting to see the market moving so well.
2: That is incredible, yes. And it's good that you're making sales because I always hear about this housing shortage that we've had over the course of the last, I don't know, several years. And right. I, But then I, when I hear stories about, oh, yeah, we're closing deals, we're making a lot of things happen, like with Michelle at her office too, I know that if you've got the right connections – it's not so hard to make those things happen,
0: right? Absolutely, and and we've got we've actually got some good inventory. Uh, people are starting to see that they've got equity in their homes again, and they want to move, um, either move up or move down. If they're seniors and and looking to get out of a two story and go into a one story, mm-hmm. so now that there's equity, people are starting to say with the existing inventory, say it's it's time, it's mm-hmm. time now, and and of course with all the growth that's projected, and those. Uh, contractors out there and uh, developers are out there really starting to, to put in some new inventory as well.
2: Hmm, that, well, you know, when you talk about that growth, we know what you're thinking about, like I am. It's Tesla.
0: Oh, not just Tesla, though. Tesla, the Tesla effect is actually really expanded. Now we also have Rackspace, and of course Apple's been here for a couple of years. There's Ghost Systems. There are a lot of new um, cyber uh, space, cyberspace tech, tech savvy businesses that are mm-hmm. moving into our area. And also nutraceuticals and other industries. We're really starting to see some real, big movement into our into our community.
2: Well, it's exciting because it seems like it was just yesterday. I know it was a few years ago mm-hmm. when things were really gloomy around here. I mean, right. when the real estate market had tanked. We had more foreclosures and short sales going, I think, than anybody in the world.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and what was really sad is that's when I started my career. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I started right about eight years ago. Uh-huh. Just as I started in 2005, the market started to really move down. I mean, mm-hmm. it was at the end of the good pace in commercial real estate. And I just kind of hung in there and developed a a following of primarily nonprofits, public institutions, schools, um, the VA, the Dieter, several clients like Mm -hmm. that that needed big space, but they needed it for cheap, Mm -hmm. uh, churches, nonprofits, schools. And we had suddenly a big inventory of inexpensive space. Mm. And so that's how I developed my clientele initially, trying to find a niche market in a market that was Declining, and um, and then as we started to recover, um, you know, I started having multifamily investors, and um, and uh, then also doing a lot of tenant representation for some of my regular clients. Mm-hmm. So I stayed pretty busy. Although not as busy as I would have liked. And uh, I've always had an interest in homes and in residences. And once the, the economy started turning and we started seeing equity, I said, well, hmm, what would be my next best move? Mm-hmm. And started looking for opportunities and, and um, you know, whether or not I wanted to change brokerages because I'd been with the same broker for eight years. And after researching all the possibilities, saw that Keller Williams was really the best place to go. They have it awesome training and uh, f- recruiting uh, practices their their culture is, is really um, quality and uh, so moved over with them in August and and have just I wish I had been there for so a long time ago, I wish I
2: would have made the move. Well, congratulations. Keller Williams Thank is you. a great company. Yes. And Michelle, you work with Keller Williams. Oh,
3: absolutely. They have a yeah. great reputation.
2: Great training. I know that the founders of the company, uh, authors, right? I've yes. read a book uh-huh. or so uh, two from Multiple them. books, yeah. 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 And uh, it's just a, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. What I hear about Keller Williams is that they're very people-oriented as, as yes. far as their employees go. They, they consider their employees kind of like family.
0: Right, it? exactly. And, and what I really like about them is they let you build your own brand. You're not an employee. You're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. But in, rather than you having to, to take on the brand of your broker, they allow you to take yourself and your business to the next level under your own brand. Mm-hmm. And they provide you with all the training for free. They encourage leadership. In fact, I just left the leadership committee meeting where we're uh, where they encourage a certain percentage of agents within that, they call them market centers rather than offices, to uh, to take on the tasks and the important business of the office. Because one of the things that's really unique about Keller Williams is that they do profit sharing. And so um, whatever percentage of profit that is made in an office they split it between the the principal owners mm-hmm. and uh, d- directly in half between the principal owners and then the agents that bring in the most recruits mm-hmm. and and it's not based on you know commissions from the recruits at all it, it's based on is purely the office profit and that's the only real estate agency that does that at all so i'm i've just been just training itself has been amazing so
2: well that's why i love your industries because you're actually paid for performance right and you have to perform you have to have good things going and you have to have a great team great backing i want to talk to you more about what it takes to be successful as a business person Mm -hmm. as well as the real estate industry because a lot of business people tune in and let's face it when you buy investment real estate, you're actually going into business,
0: right? You absolutely are. One of the niches that I've developed over the last several years is multifamily, and that is a really good market to get into. It's been really hot probably mm. the last year at least, uh-huh. and especially with the with the new growth that's projected, people are starting to see a lot of movement in the multifamily industry. And then the other thing that's really kind of unique that I've found in terms of investments is uh, people coming in from uh, the California and it, it even locals who are now starting to look at uh, purchasing executive homes Mm. as investments Mm -hmm. for all of the industries we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. Tesla, Rackspace, et cetera, who are bringing in workforce from other communities. And they need homes at least for a year while they figure out where they want to live in our own community. Those two things have really kind of surged here in the last, I'd say, four to five months.
2: Great opportunities look like they're coming our way. Ricky, I'm glad you're with us. I want to talk to you more about our dynamic market as we get into the show. Great, thank you. We have a third and great guest with us in the studio today as well. Angie Salcido is with us. She's the credit repair manager, Epic Credit Solutions. Welcome to the show, Angie.
4: Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
2: A lot of people that I talk to are still kind of suffering from having their credit damaged. They want to pull the trigger on a primary residence or investment property but they're just not there yet it seems like it's easy to get in financial trouble with your credit report Mm. but it's real hard to get those problems out.
4: Yeah I mean a lot of people don't pull their credit reports and you know once a lender pulls a report they they're not aware of what is on the credit so that's where we come in we kind of direct them with how to get the negative information off late Uh pays off coach them on utilization and just kind of get them back so that they can buy a property.
2: So I imagine you get referrals from all sorts of people, right? Not only with your own connections, but I would think realtors and lenders would be good prospects because they're the ones that they hit a roadblock in helping a client if they have a really major ding on their credit.
4: Yes. I'm a part of several teams. A lot of realtors like to use me and, Uh and lenders and we kind of work as a team and bring the client back over to the lender and then you know the realtor can proceed with finding a house.
2: A lot of people I think are not able to work on their own credit because they have a tough time obviously managing their finances right? That's what gets them into trouble. Wow if you have trouble with the time of managing your finances how are you going to fix something? I mean sometimes you absolutely have to deal with a professional to get things done right and get things done quickly. I've helped people with their credit as a former mortgage lender. I spend a lot of time with people getting them ready but People are funny. Sometimes they follow directions and sometimes they don't. And you really have to have a system of making people understand the urgency of what you need them to do. Do you actually work with people directly? What does your team look like?
4: So I do the initial consultation with the clients mm-hmm. and kind of come up with a game plan of what you know needs to be done on the credit. And then I set the expectation for one of my processors. We mm-hmm. have a team of three people in our office, have the file sent over to them and they start disputing on the negative information right away to get mm-hmm. some results
2: because
4: mm-hmm. we want you to be able to close loans.
2: So the company, Epic Credit, is that a local company? Where are they based on?
4: Yeah, we're right over by the Board of Realtors, right off Riggins Court, local. You can meet with me, free consultation. We'll Mm -hmm. just kind of go over your credit. There's no expectation set to, to sign up with us. You know, we'll let you know what needs to be done on the credit so that we can get you into a house.
2: When we come back, I've got some scenarios. I've already had people... They're calling me all the time asking me for help in a variety of things. But I've got a couple of credit repair situations that maybe you can give us some guidance on and our listeners can learn about a little bit more about your company. I would love to. We focus on investment real estate for many of our listeners. And our guests know that when you buy investment property, you're actually going into business. That's why I recommend that you talk to the good people at Sage International. Sherry Hill is there. She's the head of the company the wealth protection diva she helps people incorporate their business the right way so that you can shield yourself from frivolous lawsuits and the legal profession who wants to deal with lawyers unless you absolutely need them protect yourself by incorporating your business an investment real estate business or any other kind of business with the professionals at sage international you can visit them on the website sage intl.com we'll be back after
1: this message from our sponsors this is warren heinrich from united federal credit union you are listening to nevada real estate radio with peter padilla peter padilla is important to me because he's sharing the information of local professionals in the market to help fellow real estate professionals investment owner occupied and residential street smarts on the house Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
5: Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless. Does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trained specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.
4: This is Melissa Polangi from King Bee Construction. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's always bringing experts together. Peter Padilla is a marketing expert.
2: You're tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla with you here today on KFOY 1060 AM. We are in our tenth year of broadcasting, helping radio listeners and our guests make great decisions when it comes to buying or selling real estate. We focus a lot on real estate for investment because, let's face it, even when you buy a primary residence, there's a good chance at some point you're going to outgrow that home or maybe that home is going to be too big. Well, rather than selling that home, why not consider turning that into investment property? You'd be surprised how quickly your renters can pay off your mortgage when you have investment properties, but you have to talk to the right people. We're lucky today we have great guests in the studio and somebody that can help us Choosing investment property or deciding if it's the right time to make that decision is with us today. Ricky Elkins is with us, and she's with Keller Williams Realty in Sparks, Nevada. I hope you're enjoying being on the show today, Ricky.
0: Hey, Peter, I really am. Thank you again for having me.
2: Also with us in the studio, Angie Salcido, and Angie is a credit repair manager at Epic Credit Solutions. First time for you here on the show today, too, Angie. Hope you're having a good time.
4: Yes, it's exciting to be here.
2: Speaking of keeping our credit good, Michelle Holbert is with us. She's the one that actually looks at a bunch of credit reports because she's trying to get people a mortgage to buy real estate.
3: Thanks, Peter. Good to be here.
2: You're on top of it. I mean, you've got to be on the pulse of what's happening in the real estate and mortgage market to do your job effectively. Let our listeners know what you do and how you get it done at Caliber Home Loans.
3: Really, Peter, I'm a loan consultant, but it's funny because our titles do change often in the industry. <laughs> every, every company has their own designation of what they want to call you. But it's my job to really get the business into the doors of Caliber Home Loans. And that means I am cultivating relationships with realtors, previous clients, Basically, businesses within our community. Mm-hmm. And once I meet with these folks, I am running credit reports. I am looking at income, assets, the property itself that they're wanting to purchase to assess whether or not they meet the criteria for that particular program. Now, credit is, is really first and foremost. And a lot of times we'll meet with borrowers way ahead of their uh, projected purchase date mm-hmm. for that reason. We want to see, and they want to see, what their credit profile looks like. Because really, you know, a a low FICO score, it can either prohibit you entirely from buying a home, depending on the type of program, or it can greatly impact your interest rate. And, you know, just a subtle difference in credit score can be the difference in a half a percent on, on somebody's interest rate for the life of the loan. That's huge, so I think it's really important for me as an advisor to let somebody know if they are you know if if they're in that space and if we feel that we can assist them in in getting a hire or, or at least give them advice or send them to the right people like Angie yeah,
2: people really do want to buy homes it's 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 an interesting phenomenon that there's this innate almost primal instinct right to be a homeowner
3: oh sure yeah it's 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 a huge you know, it's, it's part of your legacy. It's your family. It's, you know, it's what American the, dream. it is the American dream. Absolutely. And I think that um, most people don't really take it lightly. It is a big deal. But a lot of people also don't know how to get there. And, you know, we don't teach this in school. We don't teach this to mm-hmm. people. And it's unfortunate. Right. They very few People know a lot about credit itself and what it actually takes to buy a home. And I think the education piece is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, managing their finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's it's broad, you mm-hmm. know, managing the finances and then establishing the budget to either save for that down payment. Um, you know, it's... I get to look at people's finances down to what they spend at McDonald's. Yeah,
2: <laughs> are, you, are you sworn to secrecy?
1: <laughs> I am sworn
3: to secrecy, but you know sometimes I have to assess if if somebody can really do this, and if not. Why? you know, are mm-hmm. do we need to pay off some debt in order to qualify for the house that they w- want to purchase? You know, are they trying to buy too much home? Do we really need to to take it down a notch? So mm. it's I do not I absolutely do not take my job for granted. I think it's very important, and i and I want people to be successful in their home ownership, whether it's a primary residence or you know if they truly are buying an investment property.
2: You know, I come from a really large family, and in our large family, we had communication problems because we were so close to each other, we didn't want to talk about our problems a lot of times. And so sometimes it's easier to get good, solid advice from somebody. I'm not saying a stranger. I'm saying a professional. When you get good, solid advice from a professional who's not your buddy, your friend, your neighbor, your family member, you're getting information that is unbiased, and you're getting information that's for your own good because that's the only reason this other person exists.
3: I I think that's the case. I really try to instill the confidentiality that exists within our environment. It's a safe environment. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can honestly tell you after being in the business for 30 years, there is nothing that is going to make me fall over. Mm. I've heard it. Well, I always say that I've heard it all, but I really haven't Mm -hmm. (laughs) because every once in a while I'm You know, take it off guard. But um, it's a confidential safe haven Mm -hmm. where they can divulge everything that's going on. And if they need help with it, I'm there to help. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's beyond me. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is something I have to take to a higher level or, you know, again, send to a a credit counselor of some kind. Yeah. But my job is to make that person a a viable candidate Mm -hmm. to meet their goal.
2: In my former life, I used to be a mortgage lender myself. Yes, you did. It gets uh, <laughs> further and further back in my memory. However, I remember, too, the other end of the extreme. I once had a borrower come in, and they gave me just part of their information because they didn't think I needed to know about those other houses they owned. Wow. They yeah. figured they owned them free and clear. They own them in other states. Why tell me about those things, right? And so they just gave me enough information to where they looked like they were great on paper, Pre-approved him, And then when we started doing the work, it's like, well, what about this property? What about that property? Oh, yeah, I got that with another guy. We did this. And, well, why didn't you tell me? And the first thing was, well, why did you need to know? Well, we needed to know for a very important reason. You're the expert. Talk to us about why it's important to disclose that stuff, even if you've got a good credit score.
3: Yeah, it, and that's, boy, that is a hot button every once in a while. Because it, especially, I think, if you get a borrower that maybe has purchased many homes in the past mm-hmm. it, in the – you know, the past life before the crash, it was different. And there were, now there are audit trails in place that, you know, it, it, it circumvents trying to hide anything. Um, we run a complete check, not only on the credit, but prior to that loan going to underwriting or while it's in underwriting, we do a data check for um, any other real estate that may be owned, mm-hmm. even if it's owned free and clear. And of course, a client will say, well, if it's owned free and clear, why does that matter? Well, it does matter because there's taxes, insurance, HOA dues is associated with that home, um, you know, expenses that could affect their ability to repay mm-hmm. our mortgage. Mm-hmm. And that comes up, it does come up ever so often. Yeah. Um, the other biggie is the cash to close. Mm-hmm. You know, we just... It's like we have to discuss this on a on a pretty regular basis. People don't get that we have to account for where those dollars come from. And, you know, they, they, they don't always think it's our business. Well, in a state like but, Nevada
2: where a lot of people get paid tips mm-hmm. and there's a lot of cash exchanges, we even have a bigger challenge here, I would bet, than in other states because it is such a cash-friendly society.
3: Yeah, I mean, there are limits that, you know, somebody can basically deposit up to 50% of the monthly income that we're using to qualify that person. And we're not really going to inquire as to where it came from, mm. which really, Peter, you've, you've been in the business. That's pretty much a huge step considering where the guidelines yeah, have it used been. used to be anything. anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you deposited $5. We need to know where that right, came from. Right. Um, so that has helped, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's still, I, I do get a little pushback. If it's a payroll, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, all of a sudden you put $5,000 in, in through the ATM, I'm going to be asking where...
2: Well, because the feds (laughs) are asking where that money came from. Absolutely. Everybody's concerned at the federal level about fraud. That was a big part of the mortgage meltdown, and there were so many laws and so many things changed to eliminate that or at least make it harder to do. I would almost think that it's over, that there's hardly very little fraud in the mortgage business. Not true,
3: Peter. As a matter of fact, I opened up a report this morning. This was just for our own company. Mm -hmm. and. And they did a. We we did it for our own company, and then we look at averages of fraud cases being reported. Now, this can be something as minor as, you know, something that you would think may, might be trivial, but it's still considered fraud. Eight, excuse me, two hundred and eighty cases in one quarter of anywhere from a minor to a major infraction, anywhere from originations to servicing of mm-hmm. that loan, yeah. mm-hmm. and. A lot of times it's occupancy fraud. Hmm. You know, I'm buying this house as an owner-occupied, and I'm going to move into it, and they never move into it. Um, that that's, that's still in existence.
2: So they get a, a loan based on the preferential treatment you get as a primary residence owner. Yeah. But these fraudsters, they don't move in. They rent it out instead. Correct. And they start making rental income with this really great – primary residence loans. Yeah. Less down. I, I guess if people lie, and I don't think it's ended, I think people still do lie, there's always an element for fraud. But you're working with people helping them get into homes. And I know you've got a great way to weed out the problems quickly so that you can close deals. In case anybody's just tuned in and they want to get a hold of a great mortgage lender, give us your contact information.
3: This is Michelle Holbert, Mortgage Loan Originator at Caliber Home Loans. My mortgage license number is 184194. Our branch mortgage license number is 3723. Our address at Caliber Home Loans is 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, and that's Reno, Nevada 89509. Our office telephone number is 775 284 1920. Our fax number is 855 321 seven five seven six. You can reach me on the cell phone at seven seven five seven four two three five five nine. My email address is Michelle at caliberhomeloans.com. We are an equal housing lender. I can lend in the entire state of Nevada. I Mm. actually do a lot of business in Las Vegas
2: as well. Mm, Very nice. We're enjoying having you on the show with our other two guests, Ricky Elkins from Keller Williams Realty in Sparks, Nevada, and Angie Salcido. She's a credit repair manager at Epic Credit Solutions. We'll be back after this message.
3: This is Shanna Roski from North American Title. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he cares about our community and helping businesses in our area. Peter Padilla is a fantastic person. Thank you, Peter.
1: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
5: Is it that time of year to make an appointment? are you in the market for a mammogram instead of a mammogram why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram thermograms are the modern safe alternative to a mammogram by mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present a very early detection can be noted and addressed this breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast and best of all it is painless does not involve any breast compression no physical contact and no radiation exposure a certified medical training specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.
4: This is Angie Salcido, Credit Repair Manager at Epic Credit Solutions. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla right here on KFOY, 1060 AM. Street Smarts on the house.
2: Welcome back to our radio show. We're pleased to be with you today on a very nice fall day in Nevada, my favorite state of the country. Why? First of all, I live here. Second of all, it's awesome. Great weather, lots of fun things to do, and not a whole lot of people like there are in neighboring states. Probably one of the reasons many people are relocating to Nevada. So many opportunities for employment and enjoyment at the same time. Many companies are opening up their doors here in Nevada, too. A great company that just recently opened up is Junk King. It's a locally owned and family operated Rubbish removal company that's doing great things. Junk King doesn't just throw rubbish away. No, no. They will come to your home and actually pick the items up from your garage, your spare room, attic, wherever it is, so you don't have to break your back moving all that heavy stuff. And get this. Before they take it to the landfill, they take it to their warehouse where they sort it for any recyclables that they can dispose of properly, and they even donate many, many great items that people just want to get rid of these end up going to local nonprofit organizations. Junk King Reno. Call them 888 888 Junk. Tell them Peter sent you. I'm enjoying my conversation today with three outstanding guests in the studio. Michelle Hulbert, she's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Also with us in the studio is Ricky Elkins. She's a realtor at Keller Williams Realty in Sparks, Nevada. And rounding out the table is Angie Salcido. Angie is a credit repair manager at Epic Credit Solutions. I'm glad you're here, Angie, because let's face it, we all have questions about improving our credit. What's a good score? At what point do you actually have a good score, and how high can that go?
4: Well, average credit score that you want to have is probably about a 750 to 800. I have seen, um, you know, 875, but it does go all the way up to 900.
2: Different kinds of credit, like if somebody's applying for a mortgage loan, is is the credit looked at differently? Than if somebody's applying for a with car a mor- loan?
4: With a mortgage, it's considered an installment loan. Mm-hmm. And with a car loan, it's installment. Mm-hmm. And then with credit cards, it's revolving credit lines. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a bit of factors that uh, build the score. So 30% of the credit score is um, you know, utilization. That's balances on the cards.
2: So you want to keep your balances?
4: To about 30%.
2: 30% of the max? Of the
4: revolving credit line. Uh, okay. And then... A big chunk of your score is um payment history. That's thirty-five percent of your score.
2: You're telling me I have to make my payments on time to get a good score? Yes. What kind you do. of uh, outrage is that?
4: <laughs> they keep a consecutive history and <laughs> seven years on the credit, Peter. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, well, okay, I'm stuck with it.
4: You gotta make those payments on time.
2: Uh-huh. That's interesting. Does everybody report to credit? Like, if you have credit just anywhere, does it always end up on the credit report?
4: Not necessarily. You have to ask if they're going to report it to your credit. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people don't. You know, Mm -hmm. your regular utility bills, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're paying rent, Mm -hmm. electric, all Mm -hmm. that stuff, a lot of people think that that reports to their credit. Mm -hmm. But you do have to have some revolving accounts, Mm -hmm. um, installment accounts to kind of build the scores.
2: Everybody talks about those three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian. I forget the name Transun- of the last one. Oh, thank TransUnion. you, TransUnion. Uh, are there any other ones out there, and there any private ones that a guy could use, like Joe's Credit Re- Report School, <laughs> or is it just those three?
4: It's just those three. I mm. mean, there is another scoring system that yeah. they use, but they rarely use that system. Uh-huh. And primarily the the borrowers will pull from Experian and TransUnion. Yeah. Not usually Equifax. Equifax is usually the one that they Initially, don't use.
2: Mm hmm. But it, let me ask Michelle. Michelle, you're reading those credit reports all the time. Do all three credit bureaus come into play?
3: They do. We take uh, what we look at is the middle of the three scores or the, the lesser of two scores, if okay. that's all that is presented. Okay. And you know, sometimes if actually if you have a borrower that maybe comes from a different part of the country mm-hmm. um, where one bureau isn't used as much, you you actually may see um, a, a two a two score mm-hmm. pull. Mm-hmm. So uh,
2: let me ask you, too, Michelle. For let's say a home first time homebuyer, and very often they use the FHA mortgage. Mm-hmm. What kind of a credit score do they have to have there to? be able to qualify for a a mortgage
3: it depends (laughs) Uh, depends. it depends on the lender actually FHA Mm -hmm. really their threshold is a lot more broad than most lenders Mm -hmm. most lenders have at least some form of an overlay to the FHA guidelines Mm -hmm. and FHA doesn't lend money directly so right they they give us direction we can add to that if we we feel we need to Caliber does a five eighty FICO score mm-hmm. for, for FHA. Um, six twenty is where I like to see most mm-hmm. people because at least that way you do away with any extra conditions that may be associated with, mm-hmm. you know, having a lower score. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a bond program, so any of the state of Nevada bond programs, it's a six forty
2: credit right. score. But still, that's a long ways below that excellent credit score of 800. Mm -hmm. So are there people that have, I mean, it seems like a 580 would be easy, right, for the average Joe to have a 580. Are there people that are down in the low 500s or even the 400s?
3: Sure, sure. That's usually a result of just a complete disregard or mismanagement. You know, credit scores in the 500, mid 500 to 600 range those can be, honestly, you could have a month. If you have somebody that maybe has a, a, a fragile credit profile mm-hmm. and they max out or go over their credit card limit, they can drop their score to, to 580 just that fast? overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas if you start seeing credit scores that are, that are in the 400s and the, you know, maybe the really low five range, many times that's judgments and mm-hmm. you know charge offs and mm-hmm. and just a complete disregard for credit or not reapplying for credit if you've had a severe credit event we do see that often where mm-hmm. somebody just fell off the, the the face of the earth for 2 years and it's like well now you got to get back on it so
2: you have to have a record of some sorts to qualify Indeed. for so many of these mortgages because i mean let's face it what lender wants to chunk out 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 or more somebody that doesn't really have a history of being able to pay that kind of money. Yeah. yeah. So I know there's a lot of factors that go into that, but let me ask you a a question because I'm I'm anxious to see how Angie handles this, but if somebody has a good credit score, that's still not all of it, is there? There's sometimes other things can come up on a credit report that will disallow somebody from getting a mortgage even though they have a good score. What are some of those things?
3: Oh, sure. Um, It could be the... um the date of an actual event such as a short sale or okay. a foreclosure mm-hmm. i'm working with somebody right now who has a seven i think like a 730 credit score okay but they can't do traditional conventional financing because they actually show a foreclosure on their record within the last four years. And it
2: hasn't been long enough for the hasn't, waiting period.
3: That's correct. So, yeah, you could still have great credit, but there there could be something that prevents you from, from getting a traditional mortgage.
2: Well, let's talk about uh, something that's not so time-related, but let's say somebody has, and because this happened to me in the past, somebody comes in, they look great, everything is in order. We pull the credit report, great score, low debt, but there's a judgment on there from four or five or six years ago. Yeah, that comes up now. That happens to you. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that, Angie?
4: We want to see if it's really their debt. We'll ask the questions, hey, did you pay this debt or did you acquire this debt? And sometimes it won't be accurate on the credit report. So that's when we really get the bureaus involved and say, can you please validate this account so that Mm -hmm. we can see if this really needs to be on the borrower's credit.
3: Don't you find, Angie, that with judgments, especially because it's a legal matter, I've, I've always been under the impression that, you know, it's up to the court system or the person that won the judgment to file the release, correct? Right. So correct. if you have somebody that didn't do that, and this happened, you know, three or four years ago, I, I've actually had situations where clients have had to go track down people that
4: they, that they got paid, but never filed, mm-hmm. properly filed the, the release. Yeah, and that's why I require for them to get the documentation from the courts. And Mm -hmm. then I basically send that to the bureaus to get it removed.
2: A tax lien, you see those come up on your...
4: Oh, yeah. uh, Tax liens, they can be in, mm -hmm. you know, payment arrangements with them. Mm -hmm. And we just want to make sure it's reporting correctly on the credit, too, Mm -hmm. as well. A lot of times, if they have a payment in place, they're not supposed to be on the credit. Hmm. That's
3: true. That's what we usually see is Mm -hmm. if there is a a valid payment um, in place with the IRS that it shouldn't show up on the credit report. Correct. If not, then, you know, Mm -hmm. we have a bigger issue (laughs) at hand. Then we definitely need to settle it. (laughs) The IRS uh, trumps us. So, Mm.
2: Yeah, I know. (laughs) One of the unfortunate things, though, is that many people don't understand that the credit bureaus do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes right. the creditors report mistakes mm-hmm. or they duplicate things. Or like you were saying, Michelle, somebody gets a lien or a judgment paid off, but somebody forgets to notify the credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. And then it can really be a hassle down the road. That was really one of my biggest challenges as far as helping people with credit, Angie, when I was in the lending business, is that there's a when people don't look at their credit often enough these things get old and aged, and then before long, it's hard to fix them. How often do you recommend that people look at their credit?
4: I believe in monitoring your scores on a monthly basis. Monthly. Um, wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, Credit Karma is great. The scores are not accurate. Um, it is a Vantage score, but it's still a way to kind of keep, um, you know, monitoring your scores. It's free.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: they, they monitor Equifax and TransUnion. Okay. But they'll notify you if anything comes on the credit. You can look at your utilization on there and, you know, just kind of really track the scores. Mm -hmm. Our credit. Sorry. uh I was just going to say our credit card now offers that. Oh, yeah. You go
0: in to pay your Capital mm -hmm. One bill, and it gives you the opportunity to link in to see what your
4: score Mm -hmm. is. Not
0: the whole report, I don't think, but... Just the
4: score. Yeah that's great too to okay. monitor through your credit card companies I think Capital One does that yeah, too we Well are. and that's
3: mm-hmm. the first telltale sign in many cases of something going haywire on an account is a, a drastic change in the score. Mm-hmm. Right. Either accounts have been opened up something has been um, utilized and not paid mm-hmm. and we we do see that. I've had clients call me and say hey you know I've, I've got a bad feeling that I, I got a notification that you know, this credit card bill's out there. I didn't apply for it. Sure enough, it's on their credit report. Hmm. So right. then they have to go and fight it. But mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that is, you talk about a feeling of just disgust when something like that happens and feeling so vulnerable. It's, hmm. it's not a good place. So I, I, I'm with you. Monitor it often.
2: Angie, a lot of the people that you talk to, I know from our previous conversation, they're actually in the business. Let our listeners know what kind of people contact you. And, um, how, and, and, you know, kind of different services that you offer to them?
4: Well, there's a lot of business owners that I work with, okay. um, uh, realtors. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. has gotten into that financial crisis with their credit. Okay, um, Lenders contact me. And then just, you know, people wanting to fix their credit to buy a car or, or just to kind of increase the scores, too, as well.
2: I know, like we say on our show very often, people like to do business with other people that they know, like, and trust. The only way to find that out is to meet somebody. It's always nice to meet with somebody that you're working with face-to-face. Or at the very least, how about a phone call? Maybe we can chat later over coffee. What is the best way to reach you in case anybody wants to contact you?
4: Well, my cell phone number is 775-750-4087.
2: All right. And I'm going to put that along with your website information and a little bit more about your data on our website Nevada Real Estate dot com that way they can find you easily if they're needing to get some work done for themselves or a client to improve their credit.
4: All right. Sounds great.
2: Awesome. And we're going to continue our conversation with you and our other guests after this brief message. This is Alan Zane
1: from Atlas Red Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he actually takes the time to do an interview. Peter Padilla is a longtime friend, mentor, and I love him. (laughs) Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
5: Is it that time of year to make an appointment? are you in the market for a mammogram instead of a mammogram why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram thermograms are the modern safe alternative to a mammogram by mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present a very early detection can be noted and addressed this breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast and best of all it is painless does not involve any breast compression no physical contact and no radiation exposure a certified medical training specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.
1: I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy or too much. That's when you should call us Junk King Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather and haul it to the curb. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully insured and bonded. Call Junk King Reno 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated.
0: This is Ricky Elkins, Realtor at Keller Williams Group One Sparks. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is awesome and he really enjoys his guest. Street Smarts on the house.
2: Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. You great, picked a great day to tune into our show today. We have great information for you from our in-studio guests. Investment advice. Street Smarts on the house. Angie Salcedo is with us. She's with Epic Credit Solutions. Michelle Holbert is here too. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. And also with us in the studio is Ricky Elkins. She's a realtor at Keller Williams in Sparks. Ricky, you were telling us earlier that you not only do primary residence, but you've got a lot of experience doing commercial work. Do you still handle that as well? Or are you doing I both? Do.
0: I enjoy doing commercial. I enjoy helping new businesses especially find their perfect space for their for their business. Yeah. And and also I have quite a few clients that are interested as I mentioned earlier in multifamily investing. So those I think have some some promise. It's more the old industrial that I think are are you know gonna gonna be stumbling for a while longer because all the new industrial obviously is moving out to track.
2: Well, we have a lot of entrepreneurial spirit now in northern Nevada. Do you find that there's more general interest in... People that want to expand or start new businesses. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. A couple of my clients came over from California, mm-hmm. and um, and um, have had several uh, new businesses that have come in. Usually, new businesses don't have the money to purchase, and so they're looking for leases uh-huh. and uh, and finding the right sized <coughs> lease usually for a new business. Depending on you know what it is, everything from office to uh, me- medical office or retail. Um, I don't do a whole lot of industrial. I've only done some industrial. Mainly it's retail and office and medical office.
2: Mm -hmm. Let's move on and talk a little bit about multifamily. Uh When I think of multifamily, I think of uh, maybe a smart apartment complex, maybe five Uh units, six units or more. Sure,
0: small. Bigger
2: Uh than that, maybe 10, 20 Uh units. I used to be an apartment manager Uh in Colorado when I was in college, had a great 12-unit Set up, right. The owner always had a big smile on his face because yeah. I collected the rents for him. So, right, exactly. And we always got you our did rent all the work. on time. Yeah, I got my rent <laughs> on time for him. Uh huh. He was a pretty happy guy, 12 units. That sounded kind of a neat thing. Are there yeah. still opportunities like oh, that?
0: There absolutely are. I know of a couple that are in the 10 to 15 <coughs> range mm-hmm. that are uh, unit range that are on the market, and including uh, one that's going to be on the market very soon for wow. about 11 units downtown or very close to downtown Sparks. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're good prices. Uh, the thing is looking for the right cap rate for that investor. They're looking for a cap rate that's going to be competitive. Um, and so that that's an important factor for them.
3: What what do you typically see or the request from your investors as to what what that cap rate is? What, what what's the sweet spot? Yeah,
0: sweet spot for the investor is obviously not the sweet spot for the for the owner right. <laughs> trying to
3: move the property. Uh,
0: but the investors really like to see sevens kind of minimally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the downturn and uh, that we had, I think those cap rates are improving with the downturns that we had and the expenses that that uh, owners were trying to keep their buildings maintained and things. But having to lower... Rents mm-hmm. in order to accommodate yeah. clients, or at least stick to old rents, you know, for years, uh, to try to accommodate clients' budgets. Um, cap rates not untypical to to look at some of the listings that are out there and see five to six cap rates, and so those will stay in the market, you know, until until those prices come down and the owners recognize that that what they could have got for their building in two thousand eight. 2007, you know, is not what they're going to get for their building now.
3: Right.
2: So we have a lot of people that are wanting to buy investment property Mm -hmm. or start a business. They've got the same challenges many times that primary residence home buyers have. They don't have the credit or they don't have all the cash. Right. We have a gentleman that comes to visit with us every so often. His name is Dave Washburn. He's Mm from Socotra Capital, Nevada. He's a hard money lender. He helps people pull the trigger quick with cash that he can provide based on equity in property so that then they can get their financing arranged mm-hmm. later after they, you know, get things rolling again. When people are talking to you, Ricky, about buying investment property mm-hmm. or multifamily, are there people that can actually do it with cash on their yeah. own?
0: There are people that can do it with cash. Um, but I, I actually heard that program a couple weeks ago, I think it was your mm-hmm. program with, with Dave. Yeah. And, um, and and made a referral. Uh, based on that so hopefully they contacted him because we do have some people who come in that could really use that hard money lending because they've got other properties perhaps Mm -hmm. and now they want to add another one and they've got the cash for the down but they don't have the you know they don't have the the credit worthiness if you will to be able to get another loan for enough for another building Mm -hmm. so looking for a hard money lender
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, you know or some flexible financing
2: So everybody's chatting about the real estate market, where it is, where it's going. Can you give us a general update as to where the value market is, let's say, on primary residence, first of all, in northern Nevada? I remember when it was spring and people were talking about it was going taking off again, just like the old days, another, I hate to say it, but another little boom. Uh, Is that still the case?
0: We had that in the spring for sure. It really slowed down in August. Um, which isn't which is typical. You have um, you know families that are finishing their vacations. You have kids getting ready to go back to school, mm-hmm. and so that's not unusual to see a slowdown in August. There's also you know uh, what we saw in the spring was the tra- trajectory upwards of all the prices, and now we've really stabled off. We've actually declined to just a little bit. Uh, just a month ago, the average was like 292, mm-hmm. and now it's 285 as of this morning when mm-hmm. I checked.
2: Still for, a big ways up. from yeah. where it was in 2012. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely, you know, absolutely a big ways up. And we don't see it going down any further. We think that it's stabilizing Mm -hmm. for the the fall-winter. Fall, winter is a very typical slowdown period. Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to start buying a house um, because right now prices are stabilizing. We, the feds haven't increased the interest rates. Um, and and owning a, a home, as we were talking about, isn't only the American dream, but it's a good investment. Sure. Real estate is cyclical. You're going to have your ups and downs. But mm-hmm. real estate is something that you could hold on to, touch, feel, walk around. So it's a really good idea to start looking now.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, There are some people that think uh, spring is always the best because that's when people are moving Mm -hmm. in and out. Prices do move up and down. Right. And it is somewhat cyclical. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that all this chatter about technology coming in and all these new jobs? Somebody told me it was like 52,000 new jobs in the next five years. Right. You put a lot of credence in that. Do you think that's a, from what your estimates are, that's going to happen? Yeah.
0: Everything that I've read uh, indicates Mm -hmm. that we're going to get 50,000. And, um, you know, the biggest concern that I've heard about that is the water. Do we have the capacity for the water? And, in all the research, research I've been doing recently trying to be able to answer my clients knowledgeably is is yes we've been planning mm-hmm. um, you know we've already uh, uh, tem' has done a really good job of helping people learn about um, about conservation and educating people and, and, yeah. and as a community we've done a really good job on on holding back on on our water usage and being yeah. and new builders are actually starting to do you know really innovative zerocaping and and uh, you know those kinds of yard low maintenance yards Yards into their new developments to also help with the growth.
2: Then we've also got El Nino coming our
0: way. Yes, we do, and I'm ready for it. (laughs) I'm waiting with open arms over here. And and the winter ski pass, right? That's exactly right.
2: (laughs) People are funny, though. Sometimes, you know, like I used to work in retail, and sometimes products wouldn't move until we actually raised the prices. Yeah. <laughs> when when that happens with right. prices of homes, real estate in general, right. does that pick up activity or do people back off? Do they go the other way?
0: You know, <laughs> I think it depends on the neighborhood, quite honestly. I mean, I, one of the things that having just recently moved into residential just in the last, you know, three or four months, what I've really observed is that every neighborhood is different. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got many markets, you know, in these different uh, neighborhoods. And so, um, you know, I, I think, it, you know, looking from the buyer perspective, perspective, they want the best deal. All of the clients that I've worked with that are buyers want the best deal. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but they're recognizing that houses are moving faster than what they used to. Mm-hmm. Not as fast as they were in the spring. In the spring, they'd be moving in a week. You yeah. know, they were they were old if they were sitting for two weeks. Now it's another 30 to 45 days that mm-hmm. they're sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, depending on, on which neighborhood that you're in. But um, yeah, I think if you want the best price for the value, the fall and the winter are the time to make your purchase. If you're a seller, you want to list it in the spring.
2: So if there's a great deal out there now and you're looking for a residence or a new investment property – a great time to give you a call ricky Absolutely. elkins yeah please teller williams give us your contact information sure my
0: direct phone number is my cell phone i have it with me always 775-240-5143 and i have a website it's Realtor.
2: very nice i'll put that on our website too the way people can reach you easily after the show thank you hope you come back and visit with us i will. This also Thank our other guests in the studio as well, Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Any final thoughts?
3: Well, I think that um, in, in in light of what Ricky talked about with prices, um, you know, we have slowed down a little bit, but I, I think it's presented a, a nice re- reprieve, I guess, for mm-hmm. the buyers because. Yeah. They're, I don't think they feel as pressured. Mm-hmm. They, there's a little bit more inventory mm-hmm. to look at. Mm-hmm. They're having the opportunity to look at a few more homes, mm-hmm. and I see just a little bit less stress in in, in um, uh, you know in contrast to where we were in the spring. You're absolutely right. In
0: the spring, they did. They, the buyers were like, "Oh my gosh, if I don't put it down yeah. now, you know, there's three other offers. What am I yeah. going to do?" And they really could make a a good, comfortable, informed decision because they felt so pressured. You're yeah. right.
3: So it's 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 kind of nice. I don't know that it'll last. But yeah. <laughs>
2: well, you know, maybe too a little more room for negotiation
3: mm-hmm.
2: when you're in these times.
4: Absolutely.
3: Glad
2: you were with us today. We All shall right. hope you come back.
4: Thanks, Peter. I'll see you soon.
2: Also with us Angie salcedo from Epic Credit Repair Solutions.
4: Now is the time to get your credit repaired so that you can purchase an investment property or make the American dream happen.
2: And I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Any comments or questions for us, you can reach us through our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Tell your friends and your family that we're on again next week, same time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.
1: I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. We're fully insured and bonded. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK.